Bienvenidos y welcome to the Biz Bruja podcast, where reclaiming our powerful intuition, our sacred medicina, embracing our magic and healing ancestral patterns, invoke powerful creations in our own well-being, our lives, familias, community, and our businesses. Remembering that our businesses are so important at this time. I'm the creatrix of this blogcast, the Biz Bruja herself, Vanessa Codornu, a modern-day bruja, fourth-generation psychic medium, clinical hypnotist, energy healer, and soul biz mentor and coach. An Argentine-American who started reading adults at 16, became a professional intuitive at 22, and now guides creatives, intuitives, healers, and entrepreneurs to break through fears, connect to the practical power of their intuition so they can serve the world powerfully. Hello, everyone. I am so excited for today's podcast because it's with someone that I met three years ago who's become a friend who's become a colleague, who's really become an amiga and just this beautiful energy and ally um, on this journey of spiritual life and also spiritual uh, business. So everyone, please welcome Ilona Pamplona. <laughs> hey, Ilona, before we get into it, I want to read your bio and then I want to just dive in. But we're so happy to have you. Um, Ilona Pamplona is an astrology-informed life coach and author of This Journal is Your Mood Ring with Chronicle Books, yay, who is committed to showing you how to love your life through the magic of the stars. She has helped hundreds of women reconnect with their inner world, harness the magic of their emotions, and transform their most important relationship, the one they have with themselves. To amplify the reconnection with our most magical self, she explores the spirit of words, interprets the complexities of our astrological charts, and uses chakra cards to balance the wisdom of our body's energy centers. All of this to create a sacred container for her clients to reveal themselves and develop their self-compassion muscle. Ilona, I mean, girl, even that bio, like, isn't, you know how our bios really don't encapsulate everything that we are. Um, I want to start a little bit with your past lives. And I mean, in this life, meaning okay, this yes. Okay. So I want you to tell us a little more because I want to go, I don't know why I was directed there. Tell me a little bit about your music life. Oh, yeah. And tell me a little bit about the work that you were doing in universities and what led you to finally say to yourself, this is the, this is where I'm supposed to be now. And it's okay. You can talk on because we've got a wrapped audience. I'm here listening to you and my people and everyone is here just wanting to hear your story. Oh my gosh. So first of all, thank you. I'm so honored to be here. And yeah, my past lives, I joke that every decade of my life has been like a different life. So I was born in Queens, raised in New Jersey with Latin American parents, my very Catholic father, very woo-woo mother. Like my mother like paid money to see Walter Mercado. I met him when I was like 10, eight or years old, something like that. And so I grew up with like a mother who believed anything's possible and a father who's like, you got to work for it. And so I kind of had this moment of like, okay, growing up, I was like, I love to sing. I love music. I was obsessed. I, I mean, I remember being a little kid and being like, I want more music. I was obsessed with music. Like we, my parents weren't movie people. And I don't know if this is like a Latin thing because my experience is a lot of like first generations. They weren't, they weren't movie people, but my parents were music people. 
And, you know, we went to concerts. Like I saw Liberace in Radio City when I was like four years old, Menudo, like whatever, all those Liberace things. Liberace when I was little. I mean, I'm aging myself, but yes. <laughs> But yeah, like, but my parents were like, we, they invested in music. They believed in music. And so there was a point where I'm like, I'm going to be a singer. And I got into high school, I did theater, but like singing was like, I was like, I'm going to be a singer. And I remember that before I graduated high school, I got to sing with a um, recording artist. Well, it was before he became an actual net, like international recording artist for a friend, Sweet 16. It ended up being for like the Miss Universe, Miss um, Puerto Rico pageant of New Jersey. And like we were, I was singing for like a thousand people and I was like, this is going to happen. And then I met his manager and it was all about like, oh, she sings well, but she's gordita. She has great hair, but she's gordita. And I had this moment of like, Hmm. do I want to be in this world? Do I want to be in a world where like my physical body keeps me from being seen completely for who I am? And so I switched gears for a while and I went to college and I studied languages. And the only thing I knew was that someone was going to pay me to travel the world for them, which leads into higher education. So I did the, 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 the high school, the college thing. And then I ended up um, getting a job in higher education. So for 15 years, I was able to recruit students for universities. And one of the key components that made me a key person in the role is that first it was for diversity. So being a Spanish speaker in America, I brought in more Latin students. And then all of a sudden in 2008, like we had a market drop, but then global education became huge. And not a lot of people spoke foreign language in higher education and admission roles. And I became a key like international recruiter going to hundreds of cities, over 30 countries in, a, in less than a decade. And wow. so I got to like experience like the juiciness of the world, but I also got to experience the world like in language, in culture, in, you know, I would go to these countries and we've had a work, but I would take the time and like visit a shrine in a local country. Amazing, Ilona. This is incredible. Yeah. But and in, in between, in the early phases of higher education, because I was so obsessed with music, I was like, I can't let this go. I taught myself how to screen print. And so I used to do T-shirts and tote bags for bands in New Jersey. And so through there, I still kept my music thing. So even though I've lived different lives, like those those experiences from those past lives still form part of the thread of the work that I do now. So in the middle of that higher education career, I was still like hanging, hanging out with the with the kids at the shows and still traveling. But I had this Saturn return. My Saturn return was pretty heavy. I experienced workplace abuse. And it was so rough that I I had never I had never experienced someone being mean to me for the sake of being mean. And I didn't understand how to process that. And when I came out of that, thanks to therapy and coming back to some of the spiritual tools that my mom brought into our world as young kids, I remember going, I don't want anyone in this life to ever feel like the way I did. Like that, like there should be someone who, who could, who should be able to say, that's not what you're here for. Because when you're in those dark night of the souls, the Saturn returns, if, and if you're not familiar with Saturn return, that that part in your chart where Saturn comes back around 27, 28, 29, 30, and it goes, <laughs> hey, you're not, you may not be on the right path and we're going to redirect you, but it's not, it's going to be a ride. <laughs> and I remember thinking this Saturn return was really difficult, but it is exactly what I needed to be like. I don't, I don't want anyone to feel that way. And I could show people how to never feel that way. Like I felt hopeless and it, it, going to therapy and going back to the spiritual tools reminded me of like, oh, 
this is just like a dude having a really bad time and he doesn't know how to do it other other than taking it out on other people. It was never about me and I internalized it so deeply. And I had a moment where I'm like, I want to go deeper into helping others, even if I'm on this higher education, like full-time job path. So I was kind of using my higher ed money. Some people invest in the 401ks. I was like, I'm going to take this workshop and I'm going to take this certification and I'm going to take this trip and I'm going to. And so I spent that time and that income to, to build more tools and build more knowledge. And then, and then you fast forward my dad passes away unexpectedly in 2017. And I had a moment to be like, do I stay the path that I'm on or do I take a leap and then really go all in and doing this thing that I want to do, which is helping other people, you know, really be compassionate. Ultimately it's about self-compassion, right? Being kind with yourselves in the darkest moments. And so I took the leap and and that's where we are now. <laughs> I love that so much. And the fact that, you know, you followed you followed what you were attracted to, the music, what you loved, what your family was connected to. And then you had these moments where you got to question, is this what I want? I want to help others. How do I bring to others the wisdom that I've gained? You know, mm-hmm. uh, was it hard to leave higher ed? Um, cause I, cause I was, I had a big, like my Saturn return was really bad too. Huge breakup. Mm, I like, had a miscarriage like very early on. I didn't want it, but I, I really was like very conflicted. There was just so much, right? That so was like that Saturn return is like huge. And and like you had this moment and then you were being abused and had to go to therapy is this like breaking everything up from that moment. And then your dad passing. And I'm so sorry. I know what that's like. Was it hard? Was it Cause like, I know that I got sick after a while being abused at my job. Did you have something like that? Like yet another dark night of the soul or was it? So the dark night of the soul, it's so interesting. As you were asking me this question, I remember I w- waking up every, every morning at 3am with tears already in my eyes. So like I was crying in my sleep and waking up to me in the past, in the process of my body physically crying. And I remember one day I was like, I don't feel good. And you know, Latinos were like, what do we do? So I was like, I gotta go to the doctor. I remember waking up and being like, I'm not coming to work. I have to go to the doctor and going to this amazing doctor. I don't even remember his name, but he was the most empathetic soul. And he was from India and he was a little bit more holistic. And he was like, when I told him what I was, was wrong, he's like, oh, you've come to the wrong doctor. He's like, but that's okay. And so I think like, I didn't have an extra dark night of the soul going through the dark night of the soul because somehow I, maybe it's because I'm a Libra and I know that like what I need to do is connect in order to get through my experiences. I knew that I couldn't do it alone. And I reached out in the darkest moment to pull myself back into my, the, like my true essence. And so I think it was, I didn't have extra dark night of the soul. It's more of like, oh, what, what restores me even in this grief is, is not being alone and being in connection. Even if it's like going to the wrong doctor, who's get me going to get me to the right doctor. So they can, can get through the process. Right. No, I totally agree. But from your Saturn return to your dad passing to you leaving, there's quite a bit of time. Yeah. That's a, was it yet another situation? Oh, it was just building up. I think it was building up. 
I think yeah. it was a buildup. I think it was a buildup. It was just like, you know, you're the, I think the Saturn return was like, you get to do something different. And then it was like, are you going to make the move? Are you going to make the move? Are you going to make the move? Are you making the move? And then boom, all of a sudden the universe conspires to be like, okay, this is not, now you get to step into the intention you set with the Saturn return. And yeah, thank you for that. And what was it like? Like for me, I had, I went through a time where I had to heal my body, like leaving. Did you go through that as well? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, was, yeah. I had adrenal yeah. fatigue from working in my business because I had my business part-time and I had my thing full-time and I was in New York and you were also in different cities. I mean, and you were traveling all the time. Oh, I mean, yeah. it sounds really amazing. Like, I'm like, I wish I did that. I wish I traveled the whole world. I'm like, but do you? It was very demanding. That's my sense, right? Oh my goodness. My body, I drew, I dragged my body through the mud in, in oh the in the midst of the Saturn return, it was like, you know, I've always been a little chubby and, you know, there was moments like where it's like, okay, I'm going to take care of my health. I'm going to do these things. And I'd see some progress. And then all of a sudden I get the job where it's like, you're flying 70% of the year to different countries. And it's like, you don't know what you're going to find from like a nutritional perspective. And also from like a scheduling perspective, there were times from a health perspective, like I'd fly land somewhere at one in the morning and I had to be checked out packed and ready to go at seven in the morning within like less than five hours and then be in a full day of work. And so I do know that for me also, I have my North node in Virgo. So for me, it's like my challenges, my health and like, but not that it's a challenge and it's bad. It's like, that's what's, that's what I came to embrace my physical well being to really step into the work I'm here to do. And so I knew that every time my body, when I was really breaking down physically, it's like, oh, rewind. What's the purpose? What are we doing? Let's take care of the body. Cause that realigns us back to the mission. I love that. And, you know, I asked you that because, okay, you know, we hear this, so she traveled the world. She built the business. We're doing that. We're traveling here. Y, y la gente, like people see it from the outside and then they're like, Oh my God, I don't have that. And it's like, wait a minute. We are all ha- experiencing the things that we're manifesting, whether it's a relationship, a business, health, working out, and we also did it because something happened like and then also for nuestra gente who's out there and listening that they're like oh i'm stuck here but wait i could get through this right um what yeah. is at the heart when you started your business like what were you thinking like what was like how did you start it you know how did you begin it that is a great question i like um Four months before my dad passed away, I decided to invest in a master's in wellness coaching and the concentration was mindfulness. So like part of the curriculum of the master's is like building your business because they anticipated most of us going into entrepreneurship rather than to a formal back into the corporate system because health and wellness coaching, very not still kind of like people don't understand it. So I, all I knew when I first started was, okay, I'm going to do something this with it. Maybe I'll do a coaching on the side while I'm doing my nine to five job. But then when my dad died, I had just spent 15 weeks doing meditation back to back and that work grounded me ground. And, you know, you understand this and maybe some of our, but like my body and my soul felt so grounded, even in the midst of the chaos of losing my dad. Whereas like my brother, my sister, my mom, they were, they were, they were all over the place. And somehow I was like, I'm okay. I'm okay. I can do this. Like, yes, I'm hurting, not bypassing the pain. Yes. I'm hurting. Yes. This is like, 
a lot of grief for me, but I felt so okay. Even in the uncertainty of like my dad not being there because he was kind of like our rock. And I had this moment where I'm like, oh, I get to do this. I get to, I get to show people that this can be done. I don't know how. Maybe I'm like, I, you know, there was always a performer in me. So I'm like, maybe we do a podcast, maybe we do this, but we get to do this. So I didn't have an expectation of the mechanism of the delivery of what I got to do, but I knew that what I was learning and what I experienced got to be seen. Oh my God. I love it. I love it. And, and the fact that you did the masters, like you went all in, you were like, okay, enough with these certificates here and certificates there. I'm going to go dive in. How long was that program? Uh, well, it should have been like a two years, two year masters, but I did it part-time in the beginning. So it was more like three years, Oh, that's um, awesome. but it was the full masters. And that speaks to your dedication, your, to your commitment. Like you're like, I'm doing this and I'm doing it my way and I'm doing it this way. And I love that. And then when you came out, like, what were the first steps? And we're going to get to the heart of like what you're actually, el trabajo que estás haciendo, like what you're doing, but like, how did you set it up? You know, did you start like, like like, how did you start your business? You know what I mean? Right. Like you came to that I started point. with readings. Yeah. The, ir- the irony is that even though my master's was in coaching, I started my business with readings because mm-hmm. along the way I started doing readings for people. And I noticed that because a lot of mindfulness is like self-compassion, you know, mind, like not being hyper fixed on like the situation, like giving yourself empathy. And I started doing these color card oracles, which was by this guy, this amazing human, Bernard Charles, who um, created these decks based on the chakra system. And I didn't, I never connected to tarot, but I found these cards and I would do readings for people and they would cry. Like, I, I remember going like, oh my God, like what's happening? People are crying. And somehow the Oracle cards brought out what was in the, per- like in a way was coaching a person through what they they knew internally, but they weren't witnessing or they weren't ready to hear so that they could do the thing they wanted. And, and so it started with the readings. And then I had this moment where I'm like, well, I do readings and I do coaching and it, it was separate. It felt like it couldn't live together. And I had a moment where I'm like, who says I can't live together? Like I could totally like have a coaching client be like, and we're going to end the card. Or we're going to end the session with like three cards and see where we're going. Absolutely. So it started with the Oracle cards. I brought in the academic frameworks because I think there's also a part where like, yes, you can understand Oracle messages and deliver something intuitive, but then the client needs something tangible to take forward with them. Like, okay, so we're going to work on, you know, you're going to do these exercises and we're going to, you know, reprogram your neural pathways and we're going to have you think a different way. So it's like bringing them both together, the magic and the academic felt really cool to be like, we're going to use our woo woo, but we're also going to give you real homework that can, you can use when you're a breakdown and I'm not there. (laughs) Oh my God. I love it. I love it. And for everyone sitting at home, I just did an Oracle reading with Ilona. I wanted to try it before interviewing her. You didn't know that, right? That I wanted to actually try it before. And um, it was really, it was really loving and very supportive of what I'm going through right now at this time and a really nice sacred space to be able to be held and seen and reflected back. So that was really just, it was just lovely. It was just felt really supportive. And like you said, coaching from that perspective of what the Oracle cards are sharing with you. So uh, me encanto mucho. Um, So then you started with the readings, you go into the, um, you go into the coaching and I know that you start to get involved with beautiful manifest house you start getting involved with las comadres 
So what do you think was your, because, you know, we all do this so differently, right? Like when I came on, I had been doing things offline. So I was like teaching, doing this, doing coaching, like all at the same time. Your thing was also, because you've always been a networker, like you reach out, you connect me with people. You just, you're like, hey girl, I think you should meet this person. Hey, I think this is a photographer. Like one of the things I love about Ilona, I just want to say, yes, I'm just going to like be her cheerleader right now. But it's like, she's such a real amiga. Like she's real. Like she's not really, she's not competitive. She's not trying to take you down a notch so she could shine. There's no like shadow around you where you're like with a little knife waiting to stab somebody from what I perceive. And, you know, people have those issues sometimes, not really on purpose, but the competitive and not feeling enough, especially in this spiritual online wellness world where we are all, you know, doing our thing and there's no real map we're figuring Mm -hmm. out. So I just want to say that you're so amazing with that. And how were you attracted to the networking, to the networking groups, the membership groups? Well, to be honest with you, I think, you know, for me, it goes back to astrology. Like I know like people, so I'm a Libra. I have a Libra stellium. I have Libra in my 10th house. Like Libra, Libra has the reputation of being indecisive and superficial. But for me, Libra was always about like connection. And, you know, for as long as like between like the music industry, like the music industry is all about connections. Like I... I, I know some people who are well-established in certain spaces and it's not because anything other than like, I love connecting. I love just, I like being with other people, connecting people, supporting people like feeds my soul. That's, that's how I see the Libra expression in me. And so like I did, and then I did it when I was like doing the t-shirts and tote bags, I did it. I networked when I was in higher education. Like I literally had such extensive networks that even when I left, people would go on trips and they'd be like, how's Alona? Like 10 years later, people were like, how's Alona? Right. And so, and so for me, like, it was just a natural progression of like the skills that I learned or like who I, who I was. Like, I never, I didn't say, okay, well now I'm doing coaching or now I'm doing Oracle cause. So I have to be a person. No, like I'm a networker through and through as a human being. Like I know someone for you. I'll always know someone for you. And, but, but that also requires me being out. And so I just loved, um, I, like I said before, I would take workshops. I wouldn't go and meet people. Like it's so funny right before the pandemic happened happened and the world shut down, I was at an event in Miami and it was for Las Comadres, which is now the Anima Collective. But there I met Ashley of the Mujerista and Ashley didn't meet everyone. I didn't meet everyone, but like, I just happened to be in the place where I got to meet the people who were with the networks and just say, how can I support you? And then like, just from an honest place of supporting, like, like you said, I really, I know my path. And so the thing is like, I collect people, I collect experiences and I know that somehow that's going to serve myself or someone else, not from like an opportunistic perspective, but like that we work together. Like I was raised with like, you know, like we help each other. Like we're not doing this alone. My parents helped their families, even though they were across this, like uh, the country and in, in a different country. So I always came from a collaborative family. And so that's how I saw it. It's like, well, you know, stay in touch with them because, you know, you can help them. If you can help them now, you never know who, who they, if they can help you later, and maybe they won't, but that's okay because you did a good job. Like it was like, yes, there's, there could be a reward, but the reward was giving, creating that link, creating that, that line that, that unites us rather than divides us. Mm, I love that so much. And it's so you, and that brings us to astrology. And like, what attracted you to study astrology in the first place? I say that I've been listening to astrology since I've been in my mother's womb because my mother was like, 
a huge wall. I mean, every Latin person was a Walter Mercado fan, but my mom was huge. My mom could not start her day if she did not put on Radio Wado. I'm dating myself back in the day, like AM radio, listening to the Walter horoscopes. And I always joke that by the time I was like five, I could tell when someone was a Taurus, a Libra, a Pisces, or a Virgo, because those were the more four main signs in my entire family. I love that. But <laughs> like, I'd be like, that person's a Taurus. And people like, how do you know? I'm like, because I know a lot of them. And it was really fun. I, I remember doing science projects. Like we had to do science projects for science fairs. And so I did one with electrical things, but like what it was, was a game board on the astrology of stuff. And so like, like it was just always like my joy, like astrology made me feel like it made me make sense, make sense of the world for yes. always. Yeah, like, yeah. like I could be like, oh, that person's not rude. She's an Aries. She's just unfiltered. Like, get over it. Like, it's not about you. It's about their energy flows like fire. Right. And when you understand these archetypes, you understand, oh, it's, it's not intentional. It's like a core way of being, but it has nothing to do with you. And you don't have to hold on to these things that separate us. In fact, we can actually use even that we can use astrology to unify and say, oh, it's not about me. It's about them. And this doesn't mean we have to accept crappy behavior, by the way, it just yeah. helps us understand to understand the come from and relate to people in a new way. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah. And I relate. my mom was listening while she was pregnant with me too. And at a young age, running around and being like, Capricorn, you're very ambitious. <laughs> and you know, all this stuff. So it's so cool. I mean, all that really affected so many generations. Yes. Um, and how are you currently working with clients in astrology? So I, I, I know you're creating, you're yeah. like, estás creando muchas cosas. you're creating things and you're bringing things out. Yeah. But, it, but it all started with bringing astrology into the coaching. So in the beginning it was the Oracle cards and the coaching. And then one day I had a client and breakdown, like extreme breakdown. I had this download. I'm like, what's your birth information. And I pulled up their chart. I'm like, Oh, this makes sense. Like, look at this, look at this. And they're like, they're like, how do you know this? I'm like, I'm looking at your chart, man. Like, it's like, it's literally in your chart. That's one of my favorite phrases. It's in your chart. Yeah. Like everything that we experience is in our chart, not in a faded way, but it's more of like the compass so that when we're feeling out of sorts, we can recalibrate ourselves. So, you know, the way I work with it right now is in the coaching container. It is how we start. Like a client has an intention because coaching is about, you have an intention and we get you there, but we use the chart as like who you get to be, what's in your way, what you get to heal, you know, how you can sharpen your mind, mercury placement. Like how can we use these parts of the chart, maximize the information it gives us so that you can reach that goal so that you can become who you came here to become and really give yourself permission. Like I just did a reading for someone the other day who had the sun in Leo and, but also the North node in Leo. And there's someone who has a celebrity client. They want more celebrity clients, but they felt bad because where they come from, that's like seen as superficial. And so they literally said, they're like, you finally gave me permission to go for what I want now, because I felt bad for wanting to work with this kind of client. And I'm like, nope, it's in your chart. It's literally in your chart that you want to. And in your chart that you have this resistance to doing it. And so that gave them that aha moment to now work towards it confidently because it's in their chart. I love that so, so much. So share with us your book. I love this. It's coming out soon, right? 
Yes. I, I don't have it with me right now to like, to like mm-hmm. flaunt, but it's, it's a, um, a really beautiful book. It is called this mood. This journal is your mood ring. And it was inspired by the Oracle deck that I use. So, um, the Oracle deck was all about the chakras and colors and messages through colors. And it was by Bernard Charles. And, you know, one of the things that he taught me, cause I learned through him, this Oracle deck was that, we, we, we ignore this relationship we have with colors. Like, for example, I'm seeing you in this green and I'm just seeing you as this like heart-centered goddess, obviously, because we know green is the heart chakra, but like colors impact, like learn, I, I learned through him that colors impact how we feel, how we show up, you know, there's a very different energy if I were to show up with like this fire engine red than this more like soft golden energy. Right. And so I learned how to, you know, really bring in color to either manage my, and sometimes it doesn't even have to be physical. It could be like, I'm just going to imagine myself in a golden bubble, but this book kind of goes, okay, let's put that into a journal where you get to understand that when you play and start to see that your, that colors have emotions, that colors can actually impact your emotions, that sometimes certain colors really elicit information from us. We can also use that to man, to navigate what we feel and not have these difficult relationships to our emotions. In fact, we can use color to transform the way we perceive how we're feeling, how we see the world around us and create new ways of relating to our emotions. So the book has, um, all like what what is it like nine colors but there are like nine nine prompts within each color with each color range um there's there's a little bit of a description for each of the colors and then the opportunity to journal through it and mm-hmm. then even an affirmation to reprogram your neural pathways it always goes back to the coaching right uh, mm-hmm. because the cool thing is that the oracles astrology all this stuff are the tools it's not the change it is a tool to give you the awareness so that you can change your behavior and so it was a little bit of like the magic the awareness and then some tools to to begin the behavior change I love that so, so much. And when is it coming out? When is it going to be available? Yeah. So it it launches on February 21st. It ships out on February 22nd and yeah, it should be available in the United States. Um, I know that I hear there's some other countries starting to pick it up. So once those are confirmed, we'll start uh, pitching them out and, and sharing with the world. I love that so much. Are you hoping to write other books? Do you have other things in mind? I do. In fact, um, one of the things that I've experienced in working with all this magic and coaching is that um, I've realized that even astrology can help you coach yourself through your life. So one of the things that one of my goals, it's not official, but one of my goals is to write a book on how astrology can help you coach yourself. You know, there's a lot of books on like what the placements mean and, you know, how, how to interpret them, but there's not a lot of work that says, okay, like from a coaching perspective, this is the awareness it gives you. This is the actions you can take. And this is how you maintain that behavior. So kind of like bringing in the both and of those. I love that so, so much. I love that so, so much. And you're also part of this network. Comadres is now the Anima Collective, right? Yes. Share a little bit more about that. Absolutely. So back in 2020, right in the beginning of 2020, I I did a networking event in Miami um, and I met the then founder, Gabby Guzman and Jamie Nolan, who's now the CEO of the Anima Collective. And it was a really cool experience to see what they created. Cause in the beginning it was an in-person in Miami experience, um, of 
you know, self-identifying women who are entrepreneurial, like most of them had their own businesses rather than working in a nine to five and coming together and holding space for each other, whether it was for their business or for themselves as a soul in this human experience. And I loved it. So I joined, but the interesting thing is like not even a month and a half later, you know, we have this, this shutdown and people aren't meeting in person. And there's a lot of like questions and fears and uncertainty. And they did an amazing job of like going right from live to online and saying, we can do this. We will still hold space for each other. And so it's a beautiful online community that really was it flourished during the pandemic as a place to hold space for women who are either developing their souls or developing their business. And so we have, you know, thing we start off our more every Monday with a cafecito where we have a question and we start off with the right mindset. We have business master classes. We have wellness Wednesdays, people within or outside of the community that do spiritual work or wellness work for us. So there's a little bit of everything um, in that experience. It's beautiful. That. I love it. I love being a, I'm actually now the chief community officer. So I love being a member and I love being now more in an official role, but it's such a beautiful um, community for women who are ready to up level too. I love that. I love that so much. And where do you see as an astrologer, like, I mean, we didn't prepare this, but how do you see this year playing out for mm. us? That is such a great question. One of the things that I've been tracking, I always pay attention to Chiron and the North node because I feel like those are, those are where we get stuck. And I feel like I've seen a lot of, um, there's a lot in Chiron has been in Aries for a few years and it's going to be there for a few more years. We have Jupiter in Aries, but it's also going to go to Taurus, but we also have the North node in Taurus. So there's a lot of expansion and also like resistance or healing when it comes to the Aries and the Taurus archetype. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of continued healing of who we are as individuals for the collective. Like it starts with us, right? Like a lot of, you know, there's so many people that are like, we have to do this. Like we, like this feeling of like, you have to go externally to do the work, but like some of the people haven't started within themselves. So, and, you know, we had this conversation earlier today where like, we're seeing more and more people start and they're doing the work. They're doing the work. More and more people are doing the work. And so that like, that's the awakening. We're going to see more and more people doing the work, but I think there's also more and more people who are going to understand what it takes for them to be the Taurus archetype, being grounded, being stabilized in that healing expansion, if that makes any sense. Oh, totally. No, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, hey, let me connect that. And before we close for today, is there something on your heart that, you know, you've been focusing on or working through or something that you would like to share with our audiences? Oh, that's such a beautiful question. That is such a beautiful question. I mean, the first thing that comes up for me is like exactly that, like there, we're, we're going through, it's so easy to go outside of yourself to figure out your path or understanding your identity, but it's like all in you, like, you know, like even from a coaching perspective, right? Like inherently the coach just knows coaching, but the client knows, and is an expert of themselves. I think like trust that you are an expert of yourself, trust that you are the expert of yourself and use the tools as the mirror to what you're not seeing in yourself and not to the power that you don't have. Like there, there is no power outside of you. The power and the wisdom is inside of you. And trust 
that you know exactly where you get to go and what you get to do. Even when it feels like you've made a mistake, even it feels when things didn't go your way, trust that you know who you are and where you get to go. Oh my God. I love that so much. And as I'm listening to you, there's like two other little questions that popped up in my heart. So we can't close yet Yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. I love that. And I love the way you like for folks who are watching, um, you'll see like where her face lit up when I asked that question and she answered about the powers within us, which is so true. Um, we look outside over work, sex, love, relationships, exterior validation. And the thing is nothing will ever really land if we don't do the inner work. It's just, well, it just starts with us. So do you feel that there are any ancestral patterns you needed to break in order to be able to step up and be seen and create your own business? Heck yes. I, oh my gosh. And, and it's, and I'm lucky enough that like on my mom's side, I know so much of like my ancestral lineage and all the things that happened to them. So I feel like on my mom's side, like I didn't need to work on it as much because like I knew from like all the way back to her great, great grandmother. My mom would talk about all of it. Right. We have this Latin oral tradition. We're like, well, be me, abuela, no sé qué, no sé cuánto. Right. And so, so like I've, I watched her work on that. And part of their lineage was like, you know, there was a lot of arrogance and hubris and, you know, like thinking that there was, that they were better instead of seeing the equanimity in people. And so like, I think I worked on that very early on and I think being a Libra helped me out with that. Um, but on my father's side, you know, we didn't know a lot and the more, you know, especially since this passing, I've learned more. And I think there was a lot of um, lack of self-trust that led to not accessing abundance And, you know, my father's, he came from a very poor, poor family in Colombia. His father apparently like didn't inherit land. And so he was like bitter that he didn't. So there was like a a lot of loss, a lot, a lot of like, we have to work hard. You don't, you're never going to get what you want. And so I got to really reprogram, like I deserve to have what I want. I deserve to not have to work until I die. Cause my dad had that mentality. Like, it doesn't matter if you like, you just work and you make your money. And I was like, no, I get to enjoy this physical experience in this lifetime and not, then doesn't mean I don't get to, I doesn't mean I don't put in 12 hour days. Like it does like, I think also we have this misconception in the entrepreneur world that like, I'm going to make a lot of money and I'm not going to work hard. No, no, you don't need to work hard. You get to be committed. You get to be devoted, but it doesn't mean that there aren't going to be days that you're not going to be like pulling all nighters or like working more than you want. Right. Like it's understanding devotion to what you came here to do and trusting that the results will come through, but it doesn't mean foregoing your, your soul's purpose to, to conform to patriarchy. You know what I mean? Like I got to, cause my, my father's lineage was like, do what you're told, do what you're told. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't want, I don't want, I don't want to, <laughs> like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to, no quiero, no quiero. And, and I love it. Because there was safety in that. There was safety in doing what you're told and there's freedom in doing it my way. Right. And so, so healing the, the freedom that I get to have by not conforming. I love that. Oh, to not conforming. Gracias, Ilona, for being with us. Um, I'm so excited for the release of your book. This will air before. So we'll have the link and everybody can go and buy and purchase and explore color impacting their life. And if you're all interested in astrology-led coaching, please reach out to Ilona. Check out the Anima Collective 
and um, stay connected. Gracias, Ilona, por estar aquí, amiga querida. Thank you, amiga. Bye, everyone. Gracias. <laughs>